Hey, what's going on? It's the Fight Sites MMA podcast on this beautiful Wednesday night. Is that the day of the week? It's Wednesday. I believe it's Wednesday, yes. I didn't I didn't need you to tell me, Sharam. I, I knew. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I really needed to know. Um, I'm not doing so well. I've had a long day, but we're going to do this. We're doing great. And here to help us and also just... It, 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 all right, so Fano's here. Fano's not here because I was too tired to do a good job. Uh, he was going to be here regardless. It just so happens that I'm also too tired to do a good job. So what's up, Fenyo? Um, I'm okay. I'm also pretty tired. So if I'm shit and I'm never come back to the podcast, right, <laughs> you that's know fair. why. Yeah, so it's up to you, listener, to tell us if we should shame uh, Fenyo into <laughs> retirement uh, for podcasts or if he can come back more times. Uh, we've had good feedback from Tuman slash Iggy's appearances. Uh, he's allowed to come back. He hasn't been shamed yet. Uh, Shriram and I do get shamed pretty regularly, but we're the po- you know, we're the host of the podcast, so we're you know that doesn't apply to us. Yeah, we've got uh, tenure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Um, Shut up, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a uh, the people are only mad at us because of um how how we commentated the Figueredo fight. Um, but I thought we did a good job on the podcast afterward, being like, "Here's why we were like that during that fight." I think it it's a two, it's a two part piece of content. Uh, who could you have anticipated that he would show up dead? Yeah, you need to keep up with all the lore in order to really understand what you're watching. It's like you can't just go into a show, watch one of the middle episodes, watch nothing that comes after or before. Just this is this is not a, an anthology series, okay? So. Uh, Somebody was like, you think just because you're not the official commentary that you can just be biased and say whatever you want? It's like, the that's actually yes. exactly what yeah. it means. Uh, <laughs> we are going to say whatever we want. And I can't even count how many times we've said, here is our bias going in. And we're like, you, we're rooting for Do you mean you gave your opinion? You gave your opinion on your own podcast? What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but we're going to do more of that today uh we're gonna say a lot of things that might upset you or they might delight you we'll see we'll see how they strike you um Feno, i think is a perfect fit for this podcast because we talk about a bunch of fights that no one else cares about uh we give them way too much time we don't intend to talk about a fight more than we end up and it's like oh why am i on the second fight on the prelims still talking about it but Feno's is like the guy that watches all the fights um and he has something to say about everyone which is just uh uh despicable really you're 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 a degenerate do you have anything to say for yourself in your defense i'm basically a a disgusting human being like i watch every i watch every ufc fight that happens in the year with hopes that i find something to make an interesting video about it's just (laughs) that's desperation and I, the funny thing is that I end up making videos about the fight that I was already looking forward to. So. Exactly. Trust your gut. When we say this fight isn't worth watching, uh, it, we're usually right. Uh, I can't remember the last time we were wrong about that. We were like, nah, and then it was a good fight. I mean, probably that Jared Vonderall one, but even that was kind of trash. Was it good? I don't know if nah, it was good. It was but you funny. know what? He exceeded but, my expectations. But what <laughs> if this luck. random... Who woman's bantamweight fight is actually good? It's it some I dude, I I know so little about them. Like I just set the bar at the bottom of the ocean, and they show up, and I say, all right, you know, look at you. Uh, and sometimes I have you know like my beer goggles on essentially, and I'm like I'm 
um, impressed with the performance. People do that for heavyweight all the time. They're like, look at these guys. Like, uh, yeah. people are really into Carlos Boy Felipe right now because he like can do head movement and hits the body. And like, yeah, like that is the the markings of a good fighter. But then you see the rest of it, and you're like, hmm. Mm. Hmm. We're gonna we're gonna talk about low bars for heavyweights later, and I'm not yeah. talking about the main event. So it's the theme yeah. of the podcast. Today. I remember, like, the thing about Felipe is that a lot of our Discord patrons actually really like him, and the thing that they ignore is that he's just as much of a gimmick heavyweight as the other heavyweights. It's just this gimmick pretends to be good, which is actually more despicable. That, I so, you 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 don't like that. I prefer that. I mean. I can see why someone would prefer that, but on the other hand, I don't want people to think heavyweight is progressing when it really isn't. So, you know, it could be. I mean, I mean, Felipe Felipe is not good, but if if I'm going to watch a terrible heavyweight fight, he might as well be in it. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. It's such a such a bright, sunny outlook. You're already bringing a new a new light uh, to our podcast. Thank you. Uh, here's the here's I'm the bringing, game plan. I'm bringing the optimism you guys are missing. So. You're officially the least depressed person on this podcast. It's <laughs> probably the first time in your life you've been able to say that. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> this is so already gone completely off the rails. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna transition. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna talk about a, like a bunch of fight cards, some more, some less. Um, before we recap this past UFC event, which had had some stuff to talk about, not too much, but some stuff. Um, and before we preview next week's UFC card, um, which I feel like I've already done in depth with my uh, Alexander Volkov versus Tim Johnson video, I feel like that really covered the you know the entire history of heavyweight. That really that that's the fight, man. Um, <laughs> it's it's a real uh, Sanchez Alessio. It's a crossroads respect. fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but before we do that, we're gonna just mention the Bellator and PFL cards coming up this week because there are some things worth mentioning on them obviously the return of cindy dandwa is top of our list there's pfl again this week <laughs> there's pfl pretty much every week it's the season so they just go back to back to back and they shift i, the I just around. found out that <laughs> the playoffs are like just like two fights so yeah. they don't make any sense actually i feel like they used to have like, more fights in the seasons i think like some it. some guys just have one fight but they got like a first round knockout and they are qualified already so that's it's fair. so silly yeah, Rory McDonald should not be in the playoffs because he lost to Glazen Tebow. That's that's not allowed. If you lose to Glazen Tebow and you're Rory McDonald, you don't get and, to be in the playoffs. And Tebow, Tebow is out. Rory is yeah. in, Tebow is yeah. out. That should be negative uh, points. Uh, losing to a non-playoff team. What are we, ball sports? It's not, not, <laughs> not acceptable. Anyway, so let's talk about those cards. Let's do that. Um, the one that is going to happen first... It's tough to say because they're both on Friday. Oh, well, there's times. So look at tapology. All right, PFL is first by half hour, so you win. Uh, this PFL card is not that good, but <laughs> there are a few fights that I definitely want to mention. Like, the ones that we previewed before, like the 45s and 55s purely cards, they've actually been, like, really strong top to bottom. Yep. This one's not. Um, but the main event is not the best fight in the card, as usual. Um, that's pretty much never the case at PFL. Um, it's Kayla Harrison for her 10th fight. I, I can't believe I found her nine people to fight so far. That's great. Um, she's, <laughs> and I'm surprised she hasn't already fought her opponent, Cindy Dandwa. Like that's, that's amazing. I thought that would have been the first person she fought. Um, but no, Cindy Dandwa is going to be her opponent. And you know what? That's like probably the, her most interesting opponent so far, because at least she's a grappler, right? Isn't that her thing? Isn't that how she wins? Yeah. She certainly doesn't win by striking. 
No, I don't <laughs> think she's ever beaten anybody by striking. Uh, if you've I ever know, seen man. the Can't, Deto- Can't Be Touched compilation of Cindy Dandois striking, you, you should definitely check that out. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't I, just, really I just I just wanna I just wanna highlight that Cindy Dandas um, nickname is Battle Cat. Battle Cat. That's a good the nickname. Battle Cat. That that I mean that's a really good nickname, um, but she doesn't deserve it. Is that too mean to say? <laughs> like, I mean, I'd like if, to give if, that to. If she beats Skylar Harrison, uh... I mean, fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no that that would be that would be cool. That'd be cool for her. Um, but yeah, Kayla Harrison, obviously, uh, I think she's. I don't. I don't think it's just women's judo. I think she might be like the most credentialed uh, American judoka. Is that right? I'm talking mm-hmm. out of my ass, dude. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure either. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Just she has some sort sure. of record or something yeah. that's unique for judo uh, across genders. So cool. And and you know, she's transitioned to MMA really well. And she actually like wrestles normally. She's no Ronda Rousey that like, can't bend her legs. Um, <laughs> she's like a good functional athlete with a working body. Um, and she's not fighting very stupid. So uh, yeah, I I like watching Kayla Harrison beat people up actually. And if if she never fights anyone good her entire career. I don't care. Um, <laughs> she can just keep doing what she's doing for like thirty fights. Uh, that's I mean, fine. She's I mean, yeah. someone good coming up, right? Cindy Dan. I'm not the best ever. <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend like I like Kyla Harrison, but I respect that she's actually like pretty well rounded, despite yeah. having like a huge advantage in a in a single area that she could easily push forward like Ronda used to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's doing a good job. Uh, I, and she's um, I don't know if she still is or, or was or what what's happened with their relationship. But she was with the uh, Tony Martin, aka Anthony, Anthony Rocco Martin, Martin, for a while. They were they were an item, so he rubbed off on her. Oh yeah, I remember. He said just that. be good, and she said okay, but I'm athletic. I'm better than you. Uh, Therefore, I won't lose <laughs> to Neil Magny. <laughs> yeah, she would beat Neil. What Magny if for sure. what if Kyla Harrison would actually beat Neil Magny? I think that's the perfect matchup for her. <laughs> uh, moving down the card. Anthony Pettis is fighting Hashman Fio. I think they Pettis is supposed to fight uh, that that lanky dude. Uh, uh, like one yeah. yeah, one card ago, and then uh, that guy rightfully beat Schulte and got robbed. Uh, so good thing Pettis didn't fight him. And then uh, Manfio, I think, was supposed to fight somebody else, and then they put him. And he's like been around and is pretty good. My friend Michael DeSantis has interviewed him a few times, so like I know his name. But I've actually never watched him fight. Uh, so. Let's see what happens there. But yeah, any just any thoughts on Pettis in general right now? It, sh- it should we have like no expectations for him because he lost to Clay Collard? Yeah, that's pretty much where I am. I think like even when he exited the UFC, I had very few expectations for him. Uh, beating someone like Morono was actually like relatively impressive given the physical limits that he's had. But uh, you know, like it obviously can't last forever, and we started to see some wear on him when it came to the Collard fight. Uh, he did land that, you know, slip into the head kick, which is like super cool. Yeah. But I think that's kind of where I'm at with Pettis. You can rely on we can rely on him to do like one cool thing from his prime in each fight and nothing else. So. <laughs> that's all I ask for. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I think Pettis is in a in a pretty weird place. Like, he has gotten better in some areas lately in his career, but. He's so inconsistent. Like he kind of became a counter puncher in the the cowboy rematch. Right? Yeah, yeah and, the and he punches now. pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did, he counter punched Tony a little bit too, but then he stopped <laughs> giving himself room to do that. Uh, he also punched yeah. Eddie a bunch. That was cool. Didn't punch me. <laughs> oh, that's never true. get hit by him. <laughs> too good. Uh, 
but yeah, the other fight, I mean, the best fight on the card, just, you know, in terms of significance, is uh, the featherweight, uh, top featherweight fight, uh, Lance Palmer versus Movlid Kaibulayev. Uh, Movlid's undefeated. He had that really crazy viral flying knee knockout. He is a wrestler. Uh, he didn't compete at a high level in freestyle in Russia, but he, you know, has been wrestling freestyle for a while. And that's, like, the kind of Russian you're getting in MMA is, like, guys who, like, weren't even national cadet level um that just like do mma and are way better than mma fighters at wrestling like just imagine what's going to happen and i think pfl has another guy who's like actually credentialed uh, ali isayev but he's he's big so he's in count um <laughs> but, but mostly he's just like athletic and can do do dynamic things and can wrestle and can grapple and he's just a big threat all around can he strike? And, uh, i don't know he can do flying knees is that, is that enough <laughs> perhaps uh, Lance Palmer got wrestled by Bubba Jenkins. Uh, yeah. I don't think people were expecting that to happen just because Bubba Jenkins has been kind of disappointing in a lot of his career. And like, B- and then Bogov he started did... looking like pretty good. Yeah, Bagov top gamed him. So you're like, all right, like, you know, it's if Lance Bogov. Palmer's not going to do it immediately like Ali Bagov did, but he's going to get to him eventually because he's got better cardio, I mean, if you, we presume. If you, can make, if you can make 145, should you really be fighting Ali Bagov? <laughs> Yeah, true. that was a poor choice. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, Jenkins actually like took him down and, and rode him. And uh, in his next fight, Jenkins looked kind of like a, a good like, counter puncher. He looked his hands looked kind of sharp, uh, much better than I've ever seen them. He did gas, but I feel like he's still getting used to doing stuff uh, in fights because usually he just like double leg people and laid on them. Which I mean, I'm here for that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is this is a really. I mean, for PFL, it's, like, one of their highest-level featherweight fights they could put on. Their division is pretty good. Um, but, yeah, that, that's going to be interesting, and I'm definitely going to watch it, and I'm going to learn some things about Mobley because I haven't really assessed him too much. And I make it a habit not to watch Palmer because uh, it was, like, just him winning every fight in PFL and, like, winning $3 million and then just, like, <laughs> never doing anything in any of his fights. I'm like, I don't need to experience that. He, he's, he's, I'm, like, I'm happy for him, but go, go ahead. Just do that. Beating Steven Seiler for a, times. <laughs> beating Steven Seiler every year for a million dollars. <laughs> the best deal in the sport. Uh, many could not do it. Steven Seiler is a, a, a stiff test. He's okay. Yeah. He looks like nothing. Yeah, he's, he's all right. Kind of good. No, he's not good. Nah, but I, he's all right. <laughs> Punch is super hard despite looking super non-athletic. <laughs> yeah, you just don't expect him to have anything for you. You're shocked. He does stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for this card. No, that's actually completely it. That's it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. There's a, I, I'm going to say three watchable fights, the ones that we talked about. I'm calling C- Kayla Harris and Cindy Dandwell watchable. There you go. I, I, I'm going to watch it. A ringing endorsement. Yes. Uh, Bellator. Another card where I wouldn't necessarily say the main event is the best fight, but I can't really pick... A better fight so maybe it is uh but <laughs> so the main event is tim johnson versus uh fedor's boy uh, valentin moldovsky um at heavyweight obviously it's for the title it's for the title um, for the interim interim title who is their champion bader bader might be bader 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 yeah bader got knocked out by nemkov but that was the light heavyweight belt yeah i'm pretty sure but yeah wow, we could get tim yeah, johnson versus ryan bader what a treat yes it's bader oh my god okay <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's incredible oh, what a great Lord. promotion oh, oh boy um obviously the champion 
Ngannou will have to start calling them out right away <laughs> because, you know, that's what a true champion would do is, you know, the most significant champion of another organization um, would be Tim Johnson, obviously, if he wins. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that's I mean, happening. Any UFC champion that's not calling out the Bellator champion is a fucking pussy, okay? Yeah. Yeah, I don't respect them. And... Yeah. Just uh, it's funny because Tim Johnson, uh, I did for bad calls this week. I watched Tim Johnson versus uh, Volkov, who's headlining the UFC event, and Tim Johnson won that fight. He won the first two rounds. Um, was actually getting beat up a little bit in the first round, and then he just dropped him super hard and beat him up on the ground for the rest of the round. And like, yeah, he definitely won that one. In the second round, he just kind of beat him normally. Um, in the third <laughs> round, he he got beat up, but not too bad. Uh, so yeah, he beat Volkov, and now Volkov's headlining. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I hope he wins the Bellator belt because that's hilarious. Um, Incredible. Moldovsky beat Linton Vassal, which is really the only person on his resume that I think means did he anything. Did he beat like Roy Nelson? That's super he did, old he, and shitty. Yeah, Vassal's also Roy not Nelson. super impressive. I think Vassal's better than Roy Nelson right now. He's also not a heavyweight, <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Uh, he also beat Ernest James, who wrestled at Edinburgh and who I've seen wrestle in person, and he's just a gigantic person. Um, isn't isn't Javi, Javi Ayala like kind? He, he knocked out Karatanov, I think. But, yeah, I've seen him fight. He just I, doesn't always seem that impressive. Yeah, he did knock out Karatanov, but it was like a super quick KO. Didn't really like say a whole lot, but he does have a win over very old Mir, so who knows? Don't we all? Yeah. Getting killed um, by Czech Congo does not say great things. <laughs> So that's that's the main event. Uh, I I could I could miss that. I just want to see the result and see that Tim Johnson won. Uh, Liz Carmouche is fighting Kana Watanabe for most jacked uh, women's flyweight award. They're both so jacked. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Uh, Kana Watanabe <laughs> bends frying pans. I think that's her special talent. And uh, yeah, just names names that stick There's out. There's Mice Jury versus Sydney Outlaw. Yeah. Yeah, Miles Jury versus Sydney Outlaw. Sydney Outlaw is a good guy. He was uh, on our, our our racism panel. Uh, where we we broke down and analyzed racism. No, it's. I mean, that's kind of what happened. Um, <laughs> he was on that with the uh, Curtis Blades and uh, a bunch of other people. So he was cool. Um, sometimes he didn't know what we were talking about and he didn't answer the questions correctly. But he was he had the spirit, um, for sure. You guys yeah, know. I've met him. So. Did you guys know Miles Jury is like a YouTuber? A what? A YouTuber. He has a YouTube channel. Oh, oh he's a YouTuber. Yeah. He said that in an interesting way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's his YouTube channel about? No, he's like a story time about his UFC time, and he breaks down like how how little money he earned with his life. <laughs> he he breaks down how much he pays his team and all that stuff. It's pretty cool, actually. I forget who it was, but someone told me he's not cool. But yeah, we'll see. No, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about... Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the YouTube channel, not, not about... Well, that makes him automatically <laughs> cool, being a YouTuber. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of an interesting fight for Bellator. I don't know what Bellator's rankings are. I'm never going to look at that. Um, <laughs> they're ridiculous. But they're probably both top 10 Bellator's lightweight division, so... It's something. Yeah, uh, Daniel Weichel is actually pretty good. I don't know if he's good now, but he was historically pretty good. And uh, this Keone Diggs character, I watched him fight in LFA a couple times. Uh, he's very dynamic. Um, I think he's actually a grappler, but I, I swear to God, he, like, hits somebody with, like, some ridiculous armed Superman punch and knocked them out. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. But, yeah, he's a uh, – uh, he he, uh, he subbed Derek Campos in his uh, second Bellator fight. That's pretty good. Um, all right. Yeah, that's a good fight. 
And uh, yeah, Miles Jarius and the Outlaw. Uh, Christian Edwards, you ever watch him? No, I haven't. Well, I've heard of him. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> that's my analysis. Soren Bach. Uh, do we still believe in Soren Bach? I've seen very little of Soren Bach. I don't he, remember a ton of him. He did beat Patty. Yeah, yeah. He, he. I think Patty Pimblet was like gonna choke him out, and then he escaped, and then Patty like relented. Oh, I remember and, watching uh, the clip of that. Yeah. And then Soren Bach uh, grappled him, I believe. And oh, and he beat a, a, win, a, a Morgan Charrier or whatever that people really hype on. All right, so I th- I believe in Soren Bach. He's got that Viking gimmick. <laughs> if you if you beat Paddy Pimblet, you're not necessarily good. But you're good. But you're not bad. Because, you're not awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're good because you beat Paddy Pimblet. <laughs> you're not uh, soul crushingly. It's at 155. I don't terrible. know if it, if they were at 45 before or what, but uh, it's at 55, which is funny because the guy who's fighting him is Joey Davis's last opponent, Bobby Lee. Um, so it's just funny that you're going from fighting Joey Davis to a guy that maybe was a featherweight, or maybe I'm just imagining that. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I mean, isn't Patty a featherweight? No, it's lightweight. All right, well. It's my memory not working. Yeah, Patty um, always looks a weight class lighter just because he doesn't he's look skinny and strong. Has a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. He does not look athletic, but yeah. Just uh, for the rest of this card, all I got to say is that uh, Isaiah Hokit is fighting. I don't know. Is he? He's a wrestler. Is he credentialed? Um, no. Where are his credentials? So he wrestled at Fresno State, which is D1. Uh, his brother, Josh, is actually the one that people would care more about because his brother, Josh, played football D1, I believe, at Fresno State and wrestled simultaneously and was pretty good at both. Um, it was, like, ranked <laughs> as a wrestler in a decent enough weight class. So, like, that was pretty crazy. I don't know if his brother is the same type of, type of beast, but it's possible. So, I mean, he's a prospect. Uh, D1 wrestler, always always a good thing, unless you're Juan Adams, then it means nothing. Um, but, yeah, and uh, the guy that... Uh, subbed ed ruth and lost to johnny evelyn uh taylor johnson he's fighting but i don't think he's actually good i think ed ruth is just not, not good. good and one more uh john de jesus who got knocked out by pico he trains with my friend alan in pittsburgh shout out to him he's fighting <laughs> yeah i remember that was one of the better fights pico fought too right he drew out the knee count oh yeah bonked him yeah yeah he, he he the one time he fought smart it was like he knew exactly what this guy was gonna do to him but yeah, any other thoughts on, on Bellator or PFL? Not really. I think we've covered it pretty extensively. Team Johnson right. is the GOAT. That's a yeah. good one, yeah. Yeah, he's walking among us. Um, he looks like a cop. Is he a cop? I hope not. He seems too kindly to be a cop. I don't know. Yeah, he, he seems like, I don't know, like nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no it's impossible. Wikipedia on him being a cop, so I can't see it. Alright, I guess it's just the mustache and being fat. Did, did Tim Johnson wrestle at any level? Yeah, yeah, he was he was like an all American. All American at Minnesota State, Moorhead. Yeah. Oh that's pretty crazy actually. Yeah, no, no, he's solid. Um Yeah, more athletic than he looks like too, which is funny. Anyway. Yeah. Let's move on to Fenyo's least favorite fighter, the Korean zombie, uh, who he hates passionately. <laughs> uh what did you think of the Korean yeah, zombie I performance? I think zombie looked uh, pretty solid, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he he was going to look older than he did. I think he looked pretty alright. Uh, I think Ige fought like very bad game plan, and that allowed him to to look kind of better than lately. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the counters are still there. The grappling is super solid as always. 
and and the wrestling looked pretty pretty good this time around. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he looked he looked all right leaving. That's not usually the case with Zombie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has this very wonky jab, like he steps super hard on the lead leg and and looks like an asshole, but but it was working, so it was working pretty good, so I can't I can blame him for keep uh-huh. doing it. <laughs> looks like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm in about the same place. Uh, I think it was a really weird, interesting fight, um, but in like the sort of way that you don't really expect top five fights to be, if that makes sense. Like, the dynamic wasn't super complex. It was just, like, guys doing things. Um, But, yeah, I thought Casey looked about as normal. I thought he looked more proactively. So, first of all, uh, if you're watching this, go watch the commentary that me and Ed did live. Uh, It was so good. Yeah, a lot of the reads that we did uh, that I have here pretty much come from that. So, go check that out. And subscribe to the Patreon if you haven't already. It's $3 a month to watch that. It's only $3. A ton of other things. You're not even paying If we were homeless on the street passing us and said you could fund our small business for only $3 (laughs) and we could get off the street, you would do it. Um, I hope so. None of us are homeless right now, but... You never know. So I'm I, pretty I just, close. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. He needs you. He needs you. That's why I brought him on here to guilt trip you. No, but just three dollars to sponsor Fenya. <laughs> Make him but listen to his honest, accent. I, I legit, I legit feel like our patron is like the best bang for your buck. Is the, the amount of content you get from us is so stupid. Yeah, I'll, we we're spoiling you. So much stuff. Yeah, yeah we, we're spoiling you like for three, three dollars. Yeah, like $3, we have almost 300 pieces of content there at this point. Um, so, it's like you're getting I mean, some, us for cents on the dollar. So, go do that. But anyway, Some guys just just give you like two extra podcasts a month. And we're like throwing like a ton of content every multiple month. Multiple things so, every week. Come on, yeah, bro. It's wild. Yeah. Come on, bro. Uh, yeah, uh, on EKKZ, I thought a lot of it hinged on KZA being pretty solid at using his length advantage, both, both in terms of leading... Uh, and, you know, with that long, wonky asshole jab. And uh, in terms of when Ige had to cover a lot of distance, Casey would just left hook and move away. And a lot of the fight on the feed was Ige figuring that out. Because, uh, you know, a lot of what Ige did was he'd burst in on a straight line, try to cover all that distance at once, uh, either get bonked with a left hook, or Casey would just be out of range and it wouldn't work. So it looked like Casey was commanding the action, even if he, like, wasn't really doing a ton for a lot of it. Like, the first round was pretty close. I think all three judges gave it to Ige, which was surprising to me. But it was a... Uh, it it was close. A f- yeah. It was super close. It wasn't a fight where it looked like Ige was having an easy time until about the middle of the fight, on the feet at least, where Ige started to, like, faint and draw out the left hook, and KZ didn't really have much of an answer past it. Uh, he did drop Ige at one point. I think it was with that cross counter, but it wasn't anything you could find consistently because he was so keyed in on the left hook that Ige started drawing it out with the jab, uh, going in and out and blitzing in when he saw it. And the body work was a big thing for Ige. I think it's... I it was... think... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, my initial read was like, Ige is good at pushing his advantages, but he was like super terrible at doing that in this fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, if he did like a certain combo and it worked, he didn't go back at it like until the next round. It was <laughs> it was weird, and yeah. he kept insisting on the wrestling. I don't know if it was like an ego thing or something, but somebody was schooling him every time they tied up, and he just kept tying up with him. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because you could kind of con- contrast it to the Calvin Cater fight, which he also lost to a a big jabby counterpuncher. 
Uh, and in that fight, I think he fought a much smarter performance and that, you know, he was yeah. a lot more keyed in on Cater's jab, uh, a lot better at attacking his high guard, you know, the body-head combos. He already went to the body later in the fight, very assertedly. I, I think Cater looked, looked better and Ige also looked better in that fight. Yeah, I generally agree. Uh, but also, the wrestling threat not being there is another thing. But yeah, it's a thing where in that fight, Cater sort of seemed to figure the blitzes out. Where here, it kind of felt like Casey lost control of the striking pretty quickly once Ige figured out the left hook. Uh, you know, Ige started drawing it out. And I think the clearest round of the fight for Ige was probably the fourth round uh, where he started, you know, piling it onto the body. Yeah, I think he got taken down in that round too. But I think that's kind of the weird thing with Ige is for as like, clever as I think we've called him, he seems more like in the Kevin Lee mold where you can tell him to do certain things and he'll keep doing them whether they're smart or dumb and like nothing he finds out in the fight will change the thing that he's going to do. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't really love the top five for Casey. I don't know if I'm like alone in that. Um, yeah, I think, I think I think he looks good like a gatekeeper to the top five right now. Like he's clearly very hard to beat for anyone outside there. But for the top five, I... I don't favor him against much people. Like, I would say even Burgos, I would highly favor against him. Yeah, I think Burgos is tough just because of the firepower. Like, I don't really know if I can trust him moving forward. But I would say Burgos is probably a, a, a better. I, I don't know actually. Physical differences make that tough. Guess we gotta. Guess we gotta watch the fight. <laughs> gotta do it. Yeah, but not gonna let him fight, yeah. fight that, that, down very that much. One, I don't that think. one would be very good. But I want Burgos to move up. Move yeah, up I mean, already, please. It's also the kind of thing where, in the featherweight top five, I definitely pick Burgos over Yair Rodriguez, for instance. Like, I don't think that's a close fight whatsoever. But uh, it's a weird division, and I think guys like, obviously Max Holloway, obviously Volkanovski, I think at this point, obviously Calvin Cater would be a lot Title contender, Edson Barboza. Yeah, uh, Barboza would probably chew him up. But, yeah, I think there's a lot to look at in this fight in terms of Ige having to cover so much distance in order to take advantage of the reads he got with uh, Korean Zombies counters. Uh, Ige kind of having, I think, a reasonable physicality disadvantage here uh, and being a bit more wrestleable than I think the top of featherweight otherwise is. We've seen Calvin Cater's wrestling defense hold up pretty decently. Uh, Volkanovski and Max speak for themselves. Uh, Yair, yeah. definitely not. He probably could have beaten Yair super easily, <laughs> but he decided to strike with him. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty I don't know because, because I think um, Zombie's pretty strong, like, on tie-ups. And he didn't get any consistent tie-ups with Jair because he was fleeing all the time. So it was it was like yeah, a one, weird matchup. Some it was like one of the biggest changes in this fight, I think, is Casey actually learned how to shoot yeah. <laughs> and do leg attacks, which is not something he had before. He yeah. was all upper body uh, with his takedowns, and now just he trains like an American. He trains in America. And he yeah. just learned how to do like basic things that work in MMA, and he's like, "Oh, this is easier." Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> probably probably the jab comes from there too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, I think I agree. On the other hand, I also think that you can get Yair to the fence so easily. I don't think it's like a leap to think you could get to upper body stuff. But either way, he didn't do it, and he looked like himself in the on the feet anyway. But yeah, yeah I think Casey. At the very least, he looked at his game and what didn't work against Ortega and went towards fixing it at least a little bit. Uh, and Ige didn't look like a layup, but he also didn't look like he was particularly prepared for a lot of the things Casey did. Um, Casey is developing a bit more of a cogent game, I think, but I don't really think at this point in his career it's enough to deal with it, someone who's... It's a bit, it's a bit late. It's I late, think. yeah. It, Isn't that always how it is in MMA? Every freaking time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... 
It's a game that I think could still work, but also guys like, as I mentioned, Volk, Max, Callum Cater, uh, probably Arnold Allen would be tricky for him if he couldn't just wrestle him. Um, yeah. I, don't know I think also, like, Zombie, Zombie still looks, like, very durable when he sees shot coming, but when he gets surprised, he gets stung super hard. Like, he get, caught him a few times, and he looked like, whoa. Yeah, in the first <laughs> and round. And then there's the... And there's the, the Ortega knockdown. Like, yeah. he says he doesn't remember anything after the, the spinning Sad. elbow, so... Yeah. I mean, even in the first round, Ige had, like, at least one nice land off the, the lead hand changeup, where he came in with, like, a lead uppercut as opposed to the sort of jabby thing you did before. Uh, yeah. I don't really know if Casey's defense is all that. At this point, I think, like, the Cater comparison kind of worked because he started jabbing. It's just that his jab isn't as uh, developed, and yeah. I don't think he has the time to develop it. So I, th I think uh, Zombie's calling for Max. I would think that's terrible for badly. him. Yeah. yeah, because the thing is that Casey has like very good reactions for your initial movement. So he can like slip a shot and throw a counter. But, but if he doesn't have success with the initial motion, he, he's always like out of position to keep defending. And he can be easily swarmed. I think Iga didn't exploit that, but Ortega did. So, I mean, Max Holloway just, would just go to town on him. <laughs> yeah, Ige actually, I don't know if he exploited as fully as he could, but he actually did get to, like, long chains of punches on Casey's yeah, body on the I, inside I think, of the fourth round. But I think he, he didn't understand why it was working. That's true. He was like, yeah. Uh, I mean, when, when, he found, when he found out the, the body head change up in the fifth round, he started going to town, and it <laughs> was working wonders. And then he shoots for a takedown like an idiot. So. <laughs> Worth noting that uh, Casey said he dislocated his shoulder again um, in this fight oh, in, this, in the sucks, second man. round, something yeah. like that. So that that's definitely difficult. I and mean, we were saying that he looked kind of lackadaisical in the back foot a lot uh, after a certain point. Like he looked a lot, despite so, maybe so not winning the first round, he looked sharper earlier than he did for sure uh, later on. But so uh, the conclusion he, is, Aldo is like a hundred times better than he. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Yeah, Aldo's good. Um, so that fight was uh, was definitely watchable, and I would definitely recommend our commentary on that. It's on Patreon. It's also the audios on podcast platforms, but you guys are freaking weirdos uh, for just, like, <laughs> listening to it. That's so strange. Um, I'm never going to stop making fun of you for that. Uh, so definitely check that out. Another fight that we did commentary on, uh, a much more entertaining fight. I think we had more fun. Talking about that one was uh, Marlon Chito Vera versus uh, Davy Grant a rematch. Uh, Chito Vera got to avenge his loss, and he had himself a nice little fight. And you know, it wasn't you know one way traffic, but I think Grant's successes were uh, by his own virtues that he, he had some good stuff going himself. But he he got attritioned. Yeah, he got Marlon Vera. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it goes. So how did you guys feel about this fight, other than what we said in the commentary? Uh, yeah. Shuram? Yeah. Uh, first of all, go check out Fenyo's video on it. I think it, oh, at the time yeah. of recording, it just came out. So you should go watch that for sure. But, yeah. Came out today, which is yesterday for them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty much just the quintessential Cheeto performance, I think. Like, we saw pretty much everything we've seen from Cheeto, and not really anything particularly new, but tons of fun as a fighter pretty much all the time. Uh, Defensively, still not super it. Lots of static high guarding and hunching down in the pocket. And Davy Grant did a nice job exploiting that early. Because Davy Grant, the thing about him is, he's like not stupid, but 
his mechanics are like super wonky and out he there just all looks the time. Stupid. Yeah, he, yeah, he, wonky as shit. <laughs> like lots of straight armed hooks, and the fact that he's gotten two left hook knockouts in his last three is kind of wild to me because like his left hook is not great. Mm. Um, and but, not, it's, it's not only the left hook, it's like the, the super wide right hook to the body <laughs> and then the left hook upstairs is so stupid, yeah. but it works It works great because he hits hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he does it so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's, like a, it's a clever combination that shouldn't work as well as it does, uh, but he did a lot of body head here against Cheeto. He went to the body as Cheeto punched uh, down and got to uh, the high guard, but Cheeto did figure the fight out. The attrition kicking worked out well from the first round, I think. Uh, Davy Grant's leg was sort of get, getting hurt. The teep kick yeah. in the center was really nice. Uh, I think he had at least one teep when Davy Grant like jumped up in the air to threaten something, and Cheeto just teeped him. A uh, front kick from the yeah, rear leg was, was nice. He was going for the flying knee and just got teeped. <laughs> it was nice. I love watching that. But uh, where the fight turned, I think, was the clinch, and that's generally where the fight turns with Cheeto. Uh, clinch entries look very nice on uh, Davy Grant's punches because uh, you know the wideness of his shots generally gives you that sort of uh, leeway. Yeah. So. There was at least one time Davy Grant went to the body super hard. Cheeto just grabbed him and him with like four elbows, three of them like those little, yeah, sort of little the, choppy elbows. The thing, the thing like like going especially because Davy Grant doesn't like doesn't doesn't change levels very hard when he when he goes to the body. So the the neck is just there for the taking for the color for the color ties, and Cheeto figured figured that out and start start killing him with the elbows. Yeah, I, mean, I one think of my... the, the thing with Grant, I think Grant. And his team, like, they they were approaching Cheeto like he was, like, Cerrone, like, start very hot <laughs> to catch him cold. But the thing is that um, Cheeto starts slow, but it's not easy to hurt early. Yeah. Like, I mean, you you hit him a lot, and, and it's easy to, to, to win the first round against him. If you're good, obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, th I think Grant, like, burned too much gas. On the first round trying to hurt Cheeto and he didn't actually and that's like terrible news for the next two rounds because Cheeto's going to beat you up <laughs> yeah I mean pretty much I think a lot of guys make that mistake with Cheetos like Andre Ewell had a pretty clever idea uh, the same like similar to Davy Grant even to just go and hit the body really hard pressure try to get him out of there early and he didn't and he got beat up in the second and I think early third so it, it like that's kind of the trap that you have to fall into with Cheeto, because if you start slow, you're never going to build up that lead. But it's uh, Cheeto's relatively tricky to beat. I like to see him fight fairly highly up the rankings. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was a really fun fight. I think it's confusing that Davy Grant didn't get to his win condition the first fight, which was uh, the wrestling and top game until Cheeto started bullying him in the clinch, and then Davy got a trip. But like he fought as good a fight as I could have expected, given the difference between the two and skill yeah. that I expected going in. But he was he was already pretty tired when he got the first takedown. So when Cheeto escaped, he was like, "Oh fuck no!" <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of punching mechanics, uh, Seung Woo Choi knocked out Juliana Rosa yes, pretty quickly, and it became obvious within like the first first thirty seconds that it was going to happen because they were exchanging, <laughs> and he was coming like within an inch of just smacking him on the chin with his left. He was punching like, yeah, he's, so he's fucking him. hard, like he's gonna yeah. get him. <laughs> He's he's the weird he's the weird tall guy that that hooks like he's a short guy like very <laughs> compact very very hard. Yeah, I mean I I've gained some appreciation for Sang Wu Choi. I think. Um, I mean, he's lost to good fighters. Yeah, right? Gavin Tucker, Musar. Those those are two tough debut opponents. And uh, uh, Jai Wung Kim in 2017. 
that that guy is probably real good. Yeah, I don't be. know enough about him, but <laughs> but I think he looked. I I picked him in this fight because he looked very improved in the Salal fight. Yeah. He looked sharp there, and I was like, Rosa is like the the similar kind of wonky that Salal is. That Salal is like a lot more active, so I figured out like he was going to get hurt. He was going to get hit hard, yeah. and apparently he hits like ten times harder than Shane Woodson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I enjoyed this fight uh, as long as it lasted. It was there were a lot of like little left hooking exchanges that, as Ed mentioned, it looked like Elrosa was kind of landing but like flappily, and Sengwu Choi was like it was a lot tighter hook and it was missing until Choi like. He fainted in with the right hand, I think, and just hit him clean with the left hook, and that was, like, the only thing you needed. So, yeah, pretty much. A short fight, but I think I'd like to see Sengwu Choi against someone a lot better. I think he'd be competitive. Um, I think both Tucker and Mozar had a lot of success on the ground with him, so that's an obvious hole. But he's also really big, so that's another thing. Um, any other fights? Matt Brown versus Doug Diego Lima was fun. Well, hold on, Jerome. You're skating past super athlete Bruno Silva, oh. uh, who can generate a weird, crazy amount of power from these bad arm punches <laughs> from guard. Like I was like watching the replay. I watched it so many times. I'm like, how did he hit him so hard? Like I was trying to take notes. I'm like, I don't understand um, how he did that. Um, but I kind of like with Davy Grant. It's like he's clearly swinging his arms super hard. Um, they're coming from real wide out. He's putting a ton of energy into it. With this, it's like. What? What? Um, but also, Wellington Terman was just chilling on his back, like not protecting himself at all when that started. Yeah. So, like, you get you get what you deserve, uh, Wellington. Uh, it was like, like that everyone... that time that that time that Brian Stan like killed Sakara from. No, no, I think it was Alessio Sakara, right? Yeah, I think so. from the guard. <laughs> he was like tapping him with hammer fist from close guard, and he killed him dead. It was He's so like, weird. Up? What's up? You're just gonna sit there, All right, and fine. then I'll hit you. and then Brian Stan never, never learned to wrestle, so he never did again. R.I.P. The best comment. Wrestling of the is game. not, uh, not, not, not brave. Not for the truth. <laughs> <laughs> he's too, he's too courageous. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I know about Bruno Silva was that he uh, beat Artem Frolov, who's actually pretty solid. Um, Frolov. He was... cheated by having stupid, ridiculous magical power. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> magical ground and pound. <laughs> yeah, he liver shot Frolov on the ground, which is actually pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I remember I watched Frolov lose to Magomed Ismailov, the best middleweight in the world, and then beat some other guy after. Um, I don't remember his name, but some <laughs> other guy. Uh, it was cool. He got a cool knockout, and he looks. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I guess he's interesting in the UFC. I know Kaposa's excited about him. So it's middleweight, so I think he can go pretty far just Probably. by having an attribute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I wonder I wonder what Hermanson thinks thinks about the ground and oh, pound God. because he has the best ground and pound in the world so <laughs> possibly the best ground and pound at middleweight so it's uh, saying something also um, true matt brown yeah matt brown for for an old man i thought that was an excellent performance he he really clearly has been working really hard to be an old man and still fight in the ufc um i don't know i just uh he was he was i mean diego lima is sometimes kind of a blank canvas uh but he is pretty big yeah. and it's not like he doesn't have power or like some sort of skill base so it wasn't like an easy fight for an old man um <laughs> but he was like you know counter low kicking him uh counter punching him 
basically doing everything he he wanted to do, except then sometimes he'd be standing there and Lima would, like blast calf kicks, and you're just eating them. Um, but yeah, I mean, what you what you think? Did did he inspire confidence in you that he can beat anyone else, or do you think it was just a Diego Lima thing? I mean, I think so. First of all, yeah, I was reasonably impressed with Brown in terms of being an old guy. Uh, Lima tried to cheat his way to the body shot knockout early and just couldn't because like Brown, he just took them, which is I respect weird. it though. Yeah. Like, you're, you're dumb if you don't do that. Yeah, I mean, it was a strong effort <laughs> in that sense. Uh, but, yeah, he, like, kicked him in the body and punched him in the body once, and he was like, oh, that didn't work. Well, fuck this. But, yeah, Brown looked okay. I think, really, the weird thing that's giving me less confidence in Brown was the Ponzinibbio-Baeza fight, because Ponzinibbio just kind of walked at Baeza and beat the shit out of him, and that's the sort of thing Matt Brown should be able to do. And Brown kind I mean, of did he was, and got left He up. was doing that before getting killed, so... Yeah, I guess that's my point, is I'm not sure he has the attributes to play the game that he needs to anymore at a high level, even against, like, actual layup opponents like Miguel Baeza, who can just, like, touch him and he either has to stop or he'll die. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that Brown is going back to pressuring her. He was, like, trying to, to move... To move on from that style from a time. Remember when he fought Cowboy? <laughs> yeah, he, he pressured, had, like, every time he, he had, him down. He had uh, Dwayne Ludwig on his corner for that fight, and he wasn't pressuring as hard that time. I I thought he was trying to like to adjust his style to be an old fighter, but he was like, "Oh fuck this! I'm going to pressure anyway." <laughs> yeah, we but, need more Mad Matt Brown in our lives. Yeah, but but he's still like he's still like smart. He he adjusted to the calf kicks. He started doing like the light lead kick, the light lead leg, and he was doing fine and he was starting to find the hooks when Lima was circling it was cool stuff Lima's one of those fighters that um, shouldn't be an outfighter I think like he can defend well when he's like staying in place but he does so so much unnecessary circling and always get gets hit when he's circling out it's weird what he's like trying not, to be Frankie fight, Edgar like your brother you know what I mean it's like your brother is more successful than you. Am I, I going to insult him by not trying to emulate him? <laughs> yeah, but also, also Doug, Douglas, like, he moves better than Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> because Douglas, like, doesn't even move on the outside. He just, he just stays there. I mean, I would hope I he moves know. better than Douglas out of double underhooks. It's hard to move worse. <laughs> um, yeah, Matt Brown now has wins over two Diegos and two Limas. So a, a very... <laughs> A, a ringing accomplishment. And That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, Good I hope him. he keeps winning. He's lots of fun. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, undercard, I just wanted to mention that Iconic Camarada, I talked about her wrestling credentials last week, and that she's, like, big and strong and, like, you know, has been effective on top against who she's fought. Uh, she's not so good. Um, <laughs> she really didn't look like she knew how to do anything on the feet. I feel like her success uh, in previous fights was, like, opponents, like, doing dumb leads at her. Um, there's like walking into shots and, and clinches and, and such. And uh, Verna Jandaroba actually like threw decent punches. And, like Jandaroba yeah. has has pop on her punches. Yeah, so, like, yeah, she's not bad at all. And then she pulled guard, and I was like, all right, you're pulling guard. That's in the first round. That's terrible. And <laughs> yeah, then, that's that was then dumb. She was, mm. you know, it was a good idea because Murata didn't really know how to defend many things besides like be strong and wrestler 
um, and gender robo, like I'm not gonna evaluate objectively because I really I, I don't know that much. I haven't studied that much. But her for her division, she's one of the best grapplers in the division. Um, yeah, she she scrambles just fine with there, so that's yeah. that's saying a lot. So she's good. She's good. So it made you know in hindsight, I think it makes sense. But also, it just it bodes well for her that she was able to deal with the physicality like that. Um, it, and yeah, she yeah, it was like arm. bad matchmaking, really. <laughs> Like Jet like Row was too much. person whose only win condition is to take people down and against like one of the best grapplers in the division. <laughs> They're also punches hard. So. Should have seen it coming. Yeah, it's yeah. very Maya-esque yeah. looking. Anything? Oh, dude, uh, Rick, Ricky Glenn name change. He's oh, Ricky yeah. now. Uh, Ricky. Out our our, our, uh, our natty boy uh, Neto BJJ knocked him out <laughs> quick. Uh, he, natty I mean, BJJ. Looked, uh, yeah, <laughs> he looked like a, a good version of Rick Glenn. He looked yeah. bigger. He looked way bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not a ton to say, just because it was like a 40-second fight, but like Neto yeah. tried to like tie hop in without really setting anything up whatsoever and just got blasted with a counter. Defense is stuff. not what Neto BJJ is about, okay? Yeah. It's, it's about, you know, being athletic and weathering storms and body punching your way into cool knockouts against Jared <laughs> Gordon. Yes. And that's the only thing I've really <laughs> ever seen from him that I'm like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I'm just basing my entire fandom around that one fight, and that he's super shredded all the time. Yeah. Um, possibly one of the, the I, he might be the most shredded guy in the UFC. Honestly, his his torso is just unreal. Yeah, <laughs> it's stupid. And yeah, by the way, you you can't you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that and be and be natty. So, <laughs> like, if you're wondering what the eye test is for steroids, I learned this recently. It's like it's not so much about how they look like on fight night and like around them when they're cutting weight. It's really about like two months after their last fight, they're not training for anything. You go on their Instagram and they're still just ripped as shit. You're like, what is going on here? <laughs> when when Joel Romero didn't have a fight for like eight months and you look at his Instagram, he was looking ripped as fuck and he was like 44. Like, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's probably helpful for the eye test. But anyway, that was that card. It was um, it was all right, and we got another one that's probably gonna be just all right. Actually, this one's probably gonna be worse, um, but it has some players <laughs> that we care a lot about on it. So you know, it could deliver. We'll see. But uh, main event, let's do that. Cyril Gunn is fighting uh, the guy that lost to Tim Johnson. His name is Alexander Volkov, but you know, it's Tim Johnson's <laughs> son. Um, that's Alexander Johnson. 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 Uh, uh, Alexander Tim, Volkov Tim Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> Tim Simpson. <Tim Tim>. <laughs> Did you know that in, in Iceland they actually do that? Yeah. Yeah, like, a, like, I, I like the name of your father? Sina, the name Sina of your father daughter. with son. <laughs> or daughter. For a girl. Yeah. Like uh, daughter, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Cyril Gon, I don't know. Technically, is he the best striker at heavyweight? Yes. <laughs> Probably, right? Yeah. I'm not really enthusiastic about really anyone at heavyweight. Gun seems like he has some ideas, which is nice. Gun to um, your head, you're on. Enthusiasm for heavyweight. Is uh, it gone? Uh, fine. Fine. I mean, now that Stipe <laughs> shot, I don't think there's really any competition, so I guess there's that. But, yeah. Yeah, let's go with Gun. Fine. Uh, but he's also fighting another guy who's, like, on the upper end in that yeah. sense. Yes. So, and better than he used to be, I would say. This is actually like, like one of, one of the best fights you can make at heavyweight. So I'm not complaining about this one. Yeah, I mean mm -hmm. both guys throw a ton of volume. Um, 
for heavyweights again, like you can kind of add that against after like everything we say on this <laughs> segment. Uh, for a heavyweight, it's fine. For a heavyweight, it's not okay. But yeah, both guys throw a ton of volume. Uh, neither guy is like so. The thing with Cyril Gon versus Jairzinho Rosenstrike is that like Rosenstrike just sells out on pretty much anything you give him, and Gon is able to just completely disarm that. I don't think Volkov's that guy. One, because he's not a counterpuncher whatsoever, and two. Uh, because like pretty much everything he does is like super light volume. That's like high percentage. You know, front kicks, jabs, straights. Uh, it's a weird sort of mirror match. I kind of feel like because both guys really rely on being fairly long for their weight. Uh, even for yes. weight, they rely on like being able to jab and strike right from their stance and kick right from their stance. And both guys are going to be able to do that to each other. Like neither's going to have the pronounced range advantage, which I think it might lead to like a weird fight where both guys just kick each other for twenty five minutes. But, yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't really have, like, a strong lean. Like, if Gon could pressure, I think that would give Volkov a lot of trouble even now. Yeah. But I kind of feel like Volkov might be a better athlete at this point. I'm not really sure because he's huge right now. And I'm not sure Yeah, much I like, mean, not not like a, a, a better athlete in the sense of being more explosive, but just in the sense of being, like, fucking huge yeah, and hitting hard. Shit. <laughs> like, and he, he being immovable. <laughs> like, Volkov, Volkov really looks like... If you leg kick him, it's going to hurt you. Like Yeah, Volkov looked like he hit puberty between the overing fight and now. Like it doesn't even make any sense. He's so, so fucking big, it's so stupid. I mean he, he always he always had like very big hips, but now he's like just joked as shit. Yeah, those childbearing <laughs> hips. But yeah, I don't really have a strong lean on who I wins, think, but I expect I to think be one fun. one thing that plays in favor of Gun is, is is that as you said, Volkov not match of a counter puncher because if he was he would have this fight in the back because uh, Gan is very good living but he he blitzes a lot and the blitzes would be more obvious since Volkov is a lot taller and longer than him true yeah I mean uh, Gan might be uh, mechanically the best counter punch I mean not mechanically but like uh, technically the better counter puncher but uh, when Gan like throws anything that's not as straight, he loses, like, all his power and <laughs> he can't hurt people, so... Yeah, Gon's rear hand is gross. I mean, Who when he throws it straight, it's... been able to kick with Volkov? It's okay. That's a question that I have. Sorry if I interrupted that, but it just popped into my head. I mean... Gun is a, is a very good kicker. Right, that's what I'm thinking. That could be a, a game he's, changer. He's, like, he's, like, crafty, but he's not very... He kicks... He kicks hard. I mean, hard because he's a heavyweight and he's fast. But Volkov hits like kicks like those kicks that change your life. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm looking through Volkov's record. I can't really see any. Overeem, Overeem kick, took took a few like, kicks like from. Yeah. I mean, kick Overeem is a an okay kicker, and he didn't want to kick at all with Volkov. Like, he was like, got hit, like and was in fuck this shit. And I'm not. Yeah. I'm not kicking with this giant dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it also it says something that Volkov was able to beat Overeem that way, just because like everyone should be able to beat that Overeem that way. Like at that at that point, in his career Overeem was just like hit me a lot for free, and then I'll, and then I'll beat Volkov. You Volkov had the, the the weirdest adaptation because like Overeem was throwing the the high guard against the fence, and instead of adapting to the high guard, Volkov was like, "But what if?" We go back to the center, and I hit you there. <laughs> it's the same high guard, and you couldn't see it. Like, he ripped the crap out of his high guard in the open. And then it's so the stupid. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, you can only expect so much at this division. I expect this to be okay. You got to stick to the game plan, bro. The game plan yeah. was not to, to fight against the cage. Doesn't matter if it was working. You got to go back. <laughs> uh, Masterful execution. Yeah, I feel like that's that fight. Ed, do you have any reads? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, the other the other thing is that uh, Gan goes to the clinch defensively a lot. And I don't know saying, if he's going to like. Are ends up in the clinch a lot? Is that how you want to phrase that? <laughs> <laughs> no, because he, he actually. Early, I see. Yes. <laughs> he actually, he actually goes to the clinch like consciously instead of just <laughs> leading with his head first. But I don't think if he's going to like clinching with someone so big. I mean, it's it's hard to even grab collar Tyson Volkov. So, like rim try. Rim tried to clinch with him, and he was like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd consider Rim a better clincher in like a pure sense, too. Like, even at that point, it's Yeah, it's... yeah, I mean, Gan has, like, like cool trips and can can do, like, staffing bursts, but in prolonged exchanges, I would I would expect Rim to be better than him. Yeah. And, and, and he's also a better wrestler, so... That's true. Like, Gon has some subs, and I think people are like, oh, he might just heel hook everyone, but I don't really see it that way. Uh, Toehold. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, fun fight. I'm kind of hoping Volkov makes a good show of it, just because, like, the Gon hype is kind of weird to me, uh, especially after the Rosenstroik fight. But yeah. I, I like both, and I think uh, either either guy fighting uh, Ngannou would be fun, so I'm mm-hmm. okay with this. Yeah. I think Volkov would be less fun because although conceptually I, I like in terms of what he does and what Ngani does, I like the Volkov Ngani matchup, but then you just know yeah, he's gonna die. that if you just hit him once really hard, then it'd be done. And you're like, well, that was a waste of a matchup. Uh, whereas Gon, I feel like I can actually deal with that a little bit better, and it's like a better uh, oh, but Volkov, attribute matchup. Volkov has like very stupid chin, I mean, other than the, the Lewis KO. I just can't unsee that. He has taken. Yeah. Also, Tim Johnson. He has taken this. huge... <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Okay. You got me there. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Johnson just hit him with a big wind-up up- uppercut and put him on his face. Tim Goatson. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, Cyril Gon versus Alexander Timpson. Uh, next we have uh, OSP is fighting Tanner Bozer. I don't want to talk about this fight at all, but I do want to say that Ben uh, is has only slightly backed off of his Tanner Bozer good. <laughs> take and now he's uh he's still better than what 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 percentage did he give like he said he's the top he said he's the top 15 percent of yeah. heavyweights and like we'll see about that we'll <laughs> that's see about so specific that. that that's like like those guys that makes makes predictions and say like this guy had 82.74 percent <laughs> yeah i mean so I'm, I'm hoping to count up all the ufc heavyweights and uh it, once Tanner Bozer loses to enough of them that he's no longer the top 15%. Uh, we're going to come for you even harder, Ben. You really boxed yourself in the corner there with that number. Shouldn't have yeah. done that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure Bozer lost to Latifi, but I was also really happy that Latifi got the decision. Cause, you Just know. For, yeah. despite Ben at this point. Also, that... Latifi being a cube, and it's fun to watch him win. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, Bozer, Bozer actually won that fight. Like That was a 10-8 round when, yeah. when Latifi almost got his... his... Uh, I yeah. ripped up, yeah. Um, who did uh, OSP fight at heavyweight? Was um, it Ben Rothwell? Yeah, it was Rothwell. I don't know if he had another fight there. Maybe he fought Alonzo Menifield at some point. But... No, but that was like heavyweight. So. Oh, that sounds like a lot of heavyweight. Okay. 
He's a contender series light heavyweight. Sure, um, why don't you know this? Oh god. Okay, I didn't. <laughs> I, I think, I think if he stays up, I think Bowser has this because he's blitzy and oh, but but always likes blitzy guys because he has that stupid uppercut. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like pretty much all OSP does is like a backstepping uppercut, a check hook, and the Von Proof. That's like he does three things. That's all of them. Ah, uh, head kick. <laughs> has he even head kicked anyone lately? That's true. But, you know, no, has. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Weird fight. I'm not. I don't really care about it. Uh, what's the next fight? It's Barcelos <laughs> Valiev, which is yes. going to be freaking crazy, at least for the first round. Um. Valiev is like real. I, I don't listen. I might be falling into the Khabib trap where people see Khabib putting a hundred and twenty percent into everything he does and be like he's so fast. I'm like, yeah, he is going pretty fast, but he's also that's full blast. Like that's as fast as he can possibly go. Like he's really burning on all cylinders right there. I think Valiev has a similar thing with his striking, where he kicks really, really hard and fast. And like looks like a very athletic striker. He also strikes very athletically. And I don't know how long it lasts, because uh, like the last time I watched him do that, he got knocked out by um, what's his face? Damn, we talked about him. Uh, was that I don't uh, Trevin, Trevin Jones? Right? Trevin, Trevin Jones. Trevin Jones. He got knocked yeah. out by Trevin Jones. Um, but he was he was beating him up before that and kicking the crap out of his body. So I think just like athletically, Barcelona was Jones here. caught by Usada. Yeah, I think it was like mm, some for weed. NC for yeah. Uh, with doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count. Yeah. That's like, uh, you should get another win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, like, athletically, this is automatically a really interesting matchup, although I think Barcelos is, like, definitely the better guy with the higher ceiling, but uh, Barcelos does kind of drop off yeah. later in, in fights. Yeah, it's is switched. Older, I mean, so so it's, something could happen here. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because um, how many Gaston looked amazing in that featherweight fight he had against, uh, who was it? Um, who was that fight? Who are we talking about? Valiev? Uh, um, Holobog. Oh, Holobog. On the Holobog fight. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Gaston the looked insane there. It then was kind of one-way dropped. traffic, though. I think that helps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was pretty back and forth for the first round and a half i think mm, but then he dropped to bantamweight again and then he was a wrestler for a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and now he's back to being like knockoff aldo and that's cool <laughs> that's the coolest thing you can be really unless you're yeah. and you do a bad job at it it's also a thing where he's knockoff aldo while not even being that much younger than aldo if he's younger at all i think they're like the same age um, <laughs> actually yeah yeah like I'm pretty much at the point where I've resigned to uh, Barcelos being like a Trinaldo more than an actual contender. That's where... a really cool thing to be. Don't it say is. it. Don't say it with that that tone of voice. I mean, like, oh my god, he might be the next Trinaldo. I mean, there's something to be negative about there, just because Trinaldo is like super cool at pretty much everything, but he never really got anywhere because he went on like the super long win streak and he just got screwed over again and again and again, and not even at like the level Rafael Sansa was, where it was like top three and he got screwed over again and again. again. It was top 15 and he had to fight like he beat Paul Felder and then he immediately had to fight Kevin Lee even though he should have been fighting up at getting that point. robbed by Alexander Hernandez that's a Awful. career killer yeah <laughs> but, um, I think we can rely on Barcelos to do some cool things but it's also kind of a thing where he's 34 right now right all the top contenders are younger than Barcelos him. Barcelos yeah. is uh, half a year 
<laughs> Junker than Aldo. Oh, what a relief. He's in his he's, prime. He's yeah. in the prime of his life. <laughs> but, yeah, like, he's older than all the top contenders with Bantamweight. He's older than Rob Font, I believe, uh, who's, like, I wouldn't consider him a top contender. He's, like, on the fringe, so there's that. Okay, sure. Um, but how old is he in fight years? Mm, I think he's, like, nine or ten have? years in, so I don't really know. Like, nothing... Oh, no, that's not good either. Yeah. I mean, let's take a look. I mean, isn't, isn't ten years, you. like, the prime? Yeah, 10 years is about the prime, but you also need to, like, when, when you're getting treated this way, it started in 2012, so nine years. Um, so I usually prefer nine years, my, but my only, to only like 17, just... only 17 fights. Yeah, but, I mean, the mileage is enough when it comes to, like, gym miles and stuff. I think we're assuming yeah, he cuts yeah. a lot of weight, too, which seems true. Yeah. Yeah, he's his biggest shit. Like, here's the way I'd put it, is he is as old as Rafael Asunsa was in 2017, and by 2017, Asuncao had gotten just as many favorites from the UFC and had already earned two title shots. So I don't <laughs> think it really says good things about his trajectory, even if he's going to continue to be cool. But for what it's worth, he's really, really cool. Lots of yeah, he's cool as shit. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, lots of fun jabbing and left hooking. Uh, Counter punching's really good. Counters in combination. Turns it into like. I like how he played his overhand off his uppercut against Khalid Taha to get through the guard. Uh, did the same with like that. Uh, clinch knee as Taha tried to high guard. The cardio did drop off a bit, which is like an old man thing to have happen to you. But he was supposed to fight a Sao at some point. That fight fell through. Uh, that he can weird. He can check he can check kicks and punch immediately. Yeah. So he's so knockoff Aldo sometimes. Yeah. Great wrestler, great grappler. Like he's very well rounded. It's just you wish he was younger at this exact point in his development. So Yeah. Pessimism. Cool. Uh, yeah, but Valley is a tough test for him. I'm interested in that one for sure. Uh, this feels like a, a such a you fight, Fanyo. Andre Feely versus Daniel Pineda. I feel like you care a lot about this. I mean, I like Feely a lot. I don't know. I don't even know why, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, he fights. I it. He fights cool. He fights cool. I knew it. Um, <laughs> Pineda is cool too. He's fucking huge. He's he's a thick boy. <laughs> and. He, he kicks his legs super hard. That that could be trouble for Philly because lately Philly is like banking super hard on the jab from both stances. Um, Philly likes to hit like a lot of reactive takedowns and Pineda is like obviously thick as shit so very hard to take down. And he's only like 5... It's listed here as 5'7 but it's probably 5'6 so kind of hard to take down. And other, change, um, and Pineda is on him during the fight. <laughs> and Pineda is also a uh, super legit grappler. Like he fucked up uh, Gilbert's brother on the ground. Yeah, Herbert Burns. No, we're we're not calling him Herbert Burns. He's just Gilbert's brother. So. <laughs> Mini Gilbert. <laughs> but yeah, that I mean, I I don't have much to say about it, but probably going to be a lot of fun rooting for Philly here. Hope he wins. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with either winning. I, I was actually kind of really unimpressed with Feely in his last fight. Uh, the Bryce Mitchell sh performance was not great in terms of like how his cage wrestling looked. And I remember him making some very weird decisions later in the fight. Yeah, you're too yeah. Off, no, bro. You need to be better than that. <laughs> and that and he was he was defending takedowns all right uh, at at the first shot, and then he was like keep engaging with Mitchell. He did a lot of stupid shit in that fight. 
Yeah. It's contagious. Bryce Mitchell gives you the stupid when he fights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, Pineda's not the same threat, but I also thought he got outstruck by Charles Jordan, which, like, it's not great when you're at such a big athletic advantage. Uh, so, who knows? Um, but, you know, Jordan's also a lot of fun. Like, that's just my excuse to talk about him. Jordan beats Pineda, too. Jordan beats everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, Jordan's the cool. Joker, baby. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. <laughs> Charles joke. joke. I tried to uh, <laughs> I tried to to do a joke on Charles Jordan on Instagram because he uh, he said like oh I just learned today that it's a uh, wizard and not wizard. I'm like first of all you idiot. But I didn't say that. I DM'd him and I said oh yeah it was invented by uh, Johann von Wizer and then he didn't respond to me. Oh, I'm no. like god damn it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I love that I love that bit. I didn't get to say no not really. Um, my friend did that to me all the time growing up. He always did it with zipper to people. Uh, the same exact thing, Johan von Zipper, and we're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that sounds right. He's like, no, I, that's it's because of the noise it makes. It's like, oh, like the Duke yeah. of Sandwich, but that one's actually real. That one's real, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there you go. Um, Charles Jordan's cool. Tim means there's going to be a video coming out today, if you're listening on Thursday. Uh, Julian broke down Tim means and how he's cool and does good stuff and has done it his entire career pretty much and is just a really solid yeah, Tim means cool. fighter. Yeah, always has been. Yeah, I mean... Should we... He elbows. He does straight punching. He does straight kicking. Yeah. He can grapple. Beat the crap out of Mike Perry. That's always fun. Oh, yeah. Um, Thanks for that. I yeah. think... Yeah, I think uh, Means is... Mm, he's very old in five years right now. He's looking yeah. not he's as good, good as he used to. He's got good style for it, though. Hmm? He's got yeah. good style for it, though. It's not yeah. very physically dependent. But he he kind of does the problem, stuff. The problem with Means is, like, he's super swarmable at... Uh, distance like he just doesn't see shit coming <laughs> and he, yeah. who killed him like that like uh, oh yeah dear rod yeah yeah but rodriguez is is kind of cool and, yeah, and also rodriguez, rodriguez okay. beat rodriguez dalby. got dropped by by dalby dalby <laughs> yeah. didn't win that shit yeah, like not at all <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. Really um i mean the thing that concerns me here is that dalby he he doesn't do much like actually impactful shit, but he's super active because he has a good gas tank and not much else. So I mean, and he's a good wrestler too. And means he's a good grappler, but you can kind of just shoot on him. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much of a take on this fight because I haven't watched enough Dolby. I do remember I'm getting dropped by Jesse Ronson. I think he got clubbed and stuff, or he, he got dropped yeah, he and got, finished. He got killed. He got killed yeah. super bad. Yeah, I, I remember him getting dropped and then, yeah, something like that. So but For example, fun. like, Dalby beating uh, um, Cowboy Oliveira is, like, a bad precedent for Mills. <laughs> yeah, but I also remember that fight kind of hinging on a weird stand-up, so there was also that. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird fight. Like, Tim Means has never been the most athletic fighter, so he does have a, a game to age decently. But he also does also, uh, oh my god, he also tends to um, drive in like the sort of firefight that doesn't age particularly gracefully. So who really knows? But also like, uh, Dalby's like a karate guy, and I never yeah. trust those to have a good clinch. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Means might just clinch him and kill him there. Uh, yeah, next Hopefully. Fight, yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, next this is fight, such weird matchmaking, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, super weird. <laughs> Hanato Moicano versus Jai Herbert. This is honestly the fight that makes me the most nervous. 
just because I've spent the last year or so talking shit on Jai Herbert. Um, <laughs> I don't like. I remember the the okay. To be entirely fair, it's not it's about such, Jai Herbert. It's so mean spirited. Your your guy beat him, and you're still doing it. <laughs> it's not about Jai Herbert. It's about Dan Hardy. Jai Herbert is a stand up. Fuck He's Dan Hardy. Like. It, it, and to be fair, it's not even about Jai Hardy. It, it, oh my god. Dan Hardy. It's about <laughs> Jai the Hardy. They, got, they got married. <laughs> it's about the entire United Kingdom and how much both of them represent that cursed set of isles. I want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to Vitpig because, um, because he was rooting super hard for Cheeto instead of for Grant. Yes, King. <laughs> because he was being loyal to Parillo, so. Awesome. I mean, the 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 Queen didn't didn't win uh, Vitpig award title, so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Jai Herbert, to go completely past all the irony about him dying to old Trinaldo, uh, just getting completely marked, destroyed, raised, Trinaldo <laughs> salted his chin so it would never grow again. Um, beyond all that, I think Jai Herbert is like, he's an okay talent at best, uh, has, has a decent right hand, but nothing really on the counter, lots of like leading, uses the lead hand to like get high guards up and shoot through it. Uh, decent athlete, but I think he's kind of a mess in terms of like positioning and all that. Uh, lots yeah. of like straight retreats against Ronaldo. The Ronaldo he was he's, very very quick at exploiting all that, shifting towards him. He's very kickable too. That yeah. that's bad news against Moicano here. Yeah, I mean the thing with Moicano is that he, I think he fought the wrong fight against Rafael Fiziev. The first round was always kind of a landmine, and uh, he pressured him. Portuguese which... his name again. <laughs> oh my god, I'm I'm really bad at that. What is it again? It's Rafael, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Rafael Fiziev. Versus Henato so Moicano. And it's probably Fisiev instead of Fisiev. But... Oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, Rafael Fiziev was always kind of a landmine in the first round, and Moicano decided to pressure him, and uh, Fiziev was able to just step in with that big combo. Uh, but he was, he was winning a lot of the exchanges, too. Yeah. I mean, Moicano was able to like get punches off, but he was also just falling around getting kicked for a lot of the fight, which I don't think that's yeah. going to be a problem with Jai Herbert because he's not as versatile a kicker, he's not as big a threat in the pocket. Uh, a lot of what, like, I think a lot of what Moicano did to Calvin Cater is probably going to work here very, very well. Because uh, Herbert, he isn't the most diverse striker offensively. Um, Moicano is probably going to be able to like check hook him and catch him on the retreat with that big leg kick, which uh, Cater was a mark four, but also like Herbert is probably a mark four with his big linear. And also, retreat. if he, if he, if he gets a takedown, it's game over. Like, yeah, Moicano is pretty solid at getting to the body lock and tripping guys out. Um, and you know, Jai he can Herbert, also shoot reactive reactive doubles too. Yeah. Like when he lost to Ortega. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's actually he's actually good at it. Yeah, I mean, Jai Herbert not really having a length advantage is also something interesting here. Makano might struggle with that too. Like, but but neither guy's all that in the pocket. So, you know, I think if being... if anything, Makano has a, like a better left hook. So. Yeah, Makano's a, a solid check hooker for sure. So. Should be a solid Moicano win, but if Jai Herbert wins, uh, I, I will not take back anything I said about him. Moicano is just also also to consider to consider like Moicano is a year younger, and only has like four fights more. So <laughs> yeah, I mean he should be younger. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the kind of thing where I feel like Moicano being chinny, like it's probably a thing now with the amount of damage he's taken. But he's also only gotten killed by like massive nuclear shots. Yeah. Jose Aldo. So, 
And although, like, he didn't kill him as hard as uh, TKZ or Fazeev did with, like, a single shot, but he saw an opening and he just went at him and didn't let him off the hook. So, it's easy to explain those. He was also, like, super skinny at the 145 and got hit to the body, so... <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think you can beat Calvin Cater while being, like, legit chinny. It's just not a thing that you can really do. Yeah, so... because even the jab is so heavy, so... <laughs> exactly. So, that's... I think he's gonna win this pretty convincingly, but... Hopefully, that's a fun performance. Um, executive decision that we only discuss one of these prelim fights, and I choose <laughs> uh, Shavkat Rachmana versus uh, Michel Prezerich. <laughs> that's the fight I choose. Ah, oh, man, I wanted, I wanted to talk about Pragnia versus Ike Villanueva. <laughs> Too bad, loser. Talking about these guys. I didn't, I didn't want to talk about that at all. <laughs> well, then you got what you wanted. But, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, Rachmanov, so... uh, people are seem to care about him, which yeah. I think seems premature uh, that he beat Alex Cowboy, whose career has been a trash fire for the past few years. He looked like a guy with potential, and so what's getting worse progressively. <laughs> what's Rachmanov's uh, background? Is he Sambo, Santa, or what? Combat Sambo. Combat Sambo, okay. Yeah, I just remember Rachmanov. He pulled guard on a guillotine, which doesn't seem very com- combat sambo to me. <laughs> well, did he pull guard or was it like half guard? I, I, I remember being like super meme Yeah, I think Cowboy was just like on the likes for some reason and Rachmanov just guillotined him normally, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember looking silly. <laughs> yeah, he didn't beat nobody before this and he still kind of hasn't beaten anybody. So, I, I don't, you know, he's got a good record. He's undefeated, whatever. Um, Michel Prezer is probably not the guy to derail his very modest hype train. But it'd be funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he hasn't fought since the Nardia fight. Yeah, that was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. More than two years ago, actually. More than two years ago. He stayed faithful. He uh, he did not fight during the COVID era. I wonder how many fighters we're going to see come back. We're like, oh my God, they just didn't fight during COVID and they came back. That's very responsible yeah. of them. Yeah. They must have a job or something. I mean, he has a win over Gilbert Burns. Isn't says something. Isn't Prezeros like a cop? <laughs> oh, is he? I think yeah, he actually is. Like... Not that detailed, so. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, maybe I'm getting it wrong. Uh, he did beat Mads Brunel, yeah. though. He beat Gilbert Burns. He was on a pretty substantial win streak uh, before that Nardia fight. And the Nardia fight was just like, Nardia was big, and he kept hitting the same freaking bump sweep. What uh, the fuck was Matt's doing fighting this guy? Like <laughs> I don't know. But, he, but, but Prezeris did lose to, to a guy bridging and rolling uh, from half guard, I think, uh, a bunch of times, which is really not good. I read an article about Nardiev and how he's not good, and he lost to Sean Brown. Yeah, I was, I was talking to, to Sriram before we started recording, like, I thought, like, maybe this Nardiev guy is actually good, and then he looked like absolute shit on the next fight. <laughs> yeah. He just lost to a low kick TKO and, and Brave. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, did. Yeah. Okay. So, good good to have written an article uh, talking about. Oh, him. he he lost that super stupid fight to Chance for Country. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Was bad. He got wrestled. And then Rank like, Counter got completely. Destroyed it was so weird. Good. It was so weird because he he escaped everything uh, from Praseris, but it a- turns out he. Rank Counter. <laughs> Turns out he just could escape because Praseris is like five inches tall. <laughs> shaped like a cube. And, and count, the country was like tall and just could like grab a wrist or something. He was so fucked. 
he look, he make he make Shanks look like Habib. It's <laughs> <laughs> a guy who wrestled at like a junior college. It was a good enough base to to keep him down. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little bit of folk style as a treat. That's enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that should be the end of this because we've already gone 80 minutes. Um, but who are we picking? Are we picking Rakmanov? Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I picked. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going Rakmanov. Preserves no. because he's old. I'm a hater. He's. That's for you. I mean, Preserves. Preserves is 85 years old, and he's like five he's Brazilian, foot two. So. Yeah. <laughs> Being an old Brazilian is one of the best bases for MMA. I agree, but also there's a. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so is Worley Alves winning too? Worley Alves is not even old. I always forget that. Oh, you're making me talk about yeah, another prelim fight. Yeah, we agreed not to talk How about anyone you? else. Worley Alves <laughs> did look good in his last fight, though, so I don't know. He's, got, he's getting oh, that... good now that he's old, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, shout out to Worley Alves being the, uh, the, the, the second person. That Chael Sonnen told uh, that he, he could be middleweight champion, like really, really genuinely believed in him. Uh, Uriah Hall was the first. So <laughs> just maybe he's uh, he's of that caliber, which and honestly he, isn't, isn't that he bad. He immediately dropped to welterweight after hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as, as a tough noob, I have watched basically every season, and uh, Chael Sonnen's coaching has always been interesting to me because like, he just picks certain guys where he like, buys in entirely and is like you could be Anderson Silva right now um, and he neglects he neglects the, the rest of the team immediately <laughs> yeah yeah that's what happened <laughs> that's exactly what happened but yeah so uh, good podcast guys yeah uh, I think that's about it so go to the site and read the stuff go to the Patreon and pay us uh, look at all the stuff there you know just give us YouTube money channel. please that's yeah. where Fanyo lives these days he's always yeah. pumping out these videos on YouTube also Listen, if you go to YouTube and you're trying to judge Fanyo by the videos, judge him by the long ones. The shorts are clickbait. That's to get yeah, more yeah, to the, the channel. The shorts, you can't, you can't explain anything in a minute. <laughs> Let's no. be honest here. You can't put any content on that bullshit. I mean, the, the, gun, the gun is actually okay. <laughs> so we'll go watch that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like if if you look at like relevant stuff for fighters, like there's gonna be some good information in there, but sometimes like the titles are gonna be like this is obviously not good. Uh, but then, yeah, it's just clickbait. <laughs> it's clickbait. So we gotta have a little bit of clickbait to to get the channel moving. But the longer videos are very good, and they're by Fanyo. And uh, maybe also if you guys want to, if you guys want to watch a very good Whitaker video, you gotta pay for Patreon because <laughs> got removed from YouTube. So. <laughs> It made it kind of sound like you said God removed it from YouTube. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was Season struck down by the God. Lord. It was unholy. That's how good it was. It was YouTube himself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I got to upload that Whitaker video on Patreon, but you guys will be able to see it then. And uh, yeah, so you know where to find us. I'm um, sure, Ram, do you want to count us down to the end? Oh, I guess you don't oh, yeah, need to. You no just can just end down. it. Yeah, I can just download it. You can so, count yeah. down anyway, just as tradition. All right. Uh, three, <laughs> two, one.